Welcome to the Church's Testimony Podcast. This show is about giving the people of the church an opportunity to share about the things that God has done in their lives. We believe that through the sharing of testimony, God is glorified and the church is uplifted. Our hope is that this will unite and encourage the body of Christ around the world. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Church's Testimony Podcast. My name's Cole. I'll be hosting for today. And um, on the show for this episode, we have Peter Bakunda here with us. So Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for coming out, Peter. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Our goal for this, this testimony is to display what God's done in our lives and to share that with people so that they can be encouraged. Um, encouraged in what God is doing, encouraged knowing that somebody else has also walked through something that they're struggling with, mm. whatever it might be. The mm-hmm. goal is encouragement. Um, and our, our life verse for this podcast is Acts 4, verses 18 to 20, that says, But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. So with that, Peter, I'd ask you to share a little bit about what you've seen and heard about how God's moved in your life. Wow. Um, and maybe start with, yeah, like where you came from, um, a little bit about your family, about who you are, and we'll allow the conversation to go naturally from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, first of all, I just want to say this is really cool that you guys are doing this. this yeah, is, thank this you. This is dope. Um, yeah, a little bit about myself is my name is Peter, like Cole said, and nice. um, I work at a church in Abbotsford. Um, just graduated from Bible college two years ago. Just mm-hmm. got married not too long ago. Wow. Um, so, yeah, just just living the dream out here in Vancouver. I guess Abbotsford, you know. I have to say Vancouver for people that don't know. But um, <laughs> For all our international listeners. Yeah, for all the people yeah. that don't know. I have to tell my friends and family constantly. I'm like, I live in Vancouver. Because if you tell them Abbotsford, they just don't know. Like, yeah. But um, about my testimony. Ooh, that's a big question. Where do I begin? I mean... We have to go all the way back to like, um, like Africa. I would say, like, I think that's probably the best place to explain it, because that's where I got to know God. Okay. Like, I got to see Him. So you're from Africa. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised in Africa uh, in Congo. Um, it's it's like Central Africa, and um, I feel like that's where I got to know God really, because um, I grew up in a Christian home, which is different from most people. I feel like I was born into Christianity, so I knew God before. Um, you know, like it was just like, it was, you were raised into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and where I was raised, you, it was one of those things where you like, you knew and saw too much to not believe if that makes sense. Yeah. And so like, yeah, like, I mean, all the, like my culture, like was very different. Cause like my, my dad worked, but my mom, my mom didn't, and we didn't have too much money. So like, like honestly, bro, like praying for food was like hmm. a regular thing it's like oh. oh like i hope like we can have enough for like or like birthdays or christmas you get to see like god provide in that sense hmm. which was really cool um like i remember there was a bunch of christmases where like we wouldn't know what we're if we we're gonna be able to have to celebrate it differently yeah and then last minute like someone would just beg give my dad money and be like oh here do something for you and your family you know that's crazy that that was regular yeah, yeah. like it's crazy how because it's like it's miracles like that that happened so much and then you got to see people healed um and even school honestly like 
um, it was because the way it works there at least was like you had to pay your school fees to be in class. And some days, like if you didn't pay them, they would literally pull you out of class and then you'd have to go back home. Wow. Um, and so just seeing stuff like that was actually really cool again to see like God literally provide, give my dad finances, like health wise. Like obviously there was stuff that happened. Yeah. But yeah, like Africa for me, like living out there, we just experienced too much. We were running away from so much that like it was only God's protection that we were able to survive. Hmm. Um, and like the, the other day I was telling someone this, but like, you know, like in the Bible, when Jesus is talking to the disciples, I think some like Jesus like gets mad. So he flips all these tables and then everyone gets mad and like all these people feel weird. So they walk away and then Jesus turns to the disciples and he's like, what about you guys? Aren't you guys going to leave too? And they're like, we've just seen too much. Well, like we've experienced too much. That was kind of like a similar boat with my faith specifically. Because growing up, I saw my parents just like experience too much of God's movement for me not to believe that he was real. Yeah. And so it, it was, yeah. So yeah, not to go on too, too much. But like, I think my experience there growing up there, like was so different. So that when I came out here, um, I feel like I got to experience him for me, you know? And not just like my parents' faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how old were you when you came to Canada? Um, we moved out here when I was like 13, 14. So, okay. yeah, like so you're pretty established. New. You have a lot of memories from the Congo. Yeah, I do. Like, like, yeah, I do. Because we came out here. We didn't know how to speak. <laughs> we didn't know how to speak English. <laughs> we had to learn a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, everything was new. Like, I remember the first time we were on an airplane. Um, and just like all being nervous together. Um, going on an escalator was fun experience. <laughs> like all of us just kind of standing, like all those stereotype of videos that you've seen, like that was us, yeah. um, trying pizza for the first time. <laughs> I remember one lady literally told us, she's like, you guys are going to love this kind of food. And for me, pizza looked like a, like a scab, like, is that what it's uh -oh. called? Like, yeah. yeah, it's like the pepperoni, like peeling off with Ew. like the, oh. the barbecue looking at blood. <laughs> so I was like, ew, this is gross. Like, I don't want to eat this. Yeah. But the, now I love pizza. <laughs> so Pepperoni pizza? Your favorite? Uh, I would say more barbecue chicken, but, yeah. you know, pepperoni is not bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. What was it like um, coming to Canada? How did that change your faith like yeah. what transformation came from yeah. the transition yeah like even that itself was like a huge story so essentially one of the reasons why we came to canada was because my parents wanted a better life for me and my family and my siblings yeah and so we had applied constantly for like um immigration status and everything and um we got we got in and it was kind of rare because i have a big family so there's six of us yeah. six kids and then two parents so eight in total so it's very rare for families to all come to Canada at the same time. And so we got to see the hand of God in that because mm. um, just like being all of us be able to travel together where usually most families are split up, like yeah. they take turns coming. We came out at the same time. Um, and then when we moved out here, like everything was just so new to us. Like, I mean, like culturally it was different because like where we're from, like you could do anything any time of the year you know <laughs> like yeah. my family and i moved to calgary alberta and um we had two months of summer and then snow came <laughs> <laughs> and uh, over there it's like minus 30 like uh huge piles of snow so the first time we saw snow was actually kind of funny like i remember like we saw it so we all ran inside in the backyard and, like jumped in pretend to swim whatever um and then you get cold so you run back inside yeah and like try to like warm yourself up um so that was kind of interesting like having to like 
walk to school because my parents couldn't drive and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are actually very interesting moments because in, like I mentioned, um, uh, in Africa where, where I was specifically like raised, you would, you didn't have these huge expectations for things. Hmm. And so you would pray to God for like the bare minimum and you see him answer that. Yeah. When we moved out here, it was very different because if you work hard enough, you can have anything you want. Um, and so that was kind of interesting because the, the harder my parents worked, the more things we had. The hmm. harder we worked, the more things we had. Yeah. And so kind of like it, I had this wrestle with my relationship with God because to some extent, I didn't need to pray for certain things anymore you know like our fridge had food you know so it's like and it wasn't even like oh like you have to eat certain meal time you can go eat whenever you want and so it became really hard for me to actually seek god for myself because i didn't really have a need for him as much Uh, my parents were taking care of everything else everything else around was taken care of um and so it was kind of interesting so then you know go through the whole thing as a family where well, we we had no one else but each other in yeah. africa like growing up in our in our country whereas when we came here everyone has their own friends they can go whenever they want uh it's safe to travel at night you know like you can kind of go wherever you want so it split us as a family apart and it also kind of made it harder for me to connect with god as like a as a provider because it's like i'll just go pick up a job <laughs> you yeah know? so you just make it work yourself yeah, yeah yeah like it's from that sense yeah so, yeah, that's probably been the biggest difference, I would say, was, like, um, from my time there to, like, moving here. Um, and then I was also pretty young, too. So, like, um, as a teenager jumping into high school, all I cared about was, like, sports and talking to girls. You yeah. Know? Like, my worth was found in, like, oh, like, if I found out that a girl had a crush on me, like, I'm, like, I'm the man. Hmm. Like, you know, like... Um, or if I made the soccer team and how well I did on the team, like that stuff all played a part in that stuff. And so, yeah, in terms of my faith, it just, God was just more of like, uh, my parents thing. Hmm. And it was, he got us through the tough moments. Um, but it wasn't really needed because everything was going so well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so looking back at your past, you're like 14, 15 don't really need God living on your own. Mm-hmm. Now you graduated from Bible college. You're working full time as a youth and young adults pastor mm-hmm. and you're married to a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. There's like a big, there's a big gap there. You know? <laughs> yeah. What, what changed? What happened? Um, I think what changed was, um, uh, my dad had a stroke. Okay. Yeah. So, Go throughout high school, like you just kind of make friends, like I mentioned, play sports. Um, everything's fun. Like you're, you're like you're a kid. You're just having a good time experiencing it. It's kind of hard to like submit to a God that like requires um, or like that is like requires like obedience and sacrifice. You know what I mean? And so um, at the time, like everything was chill. It was fun. Like, yeah, we would pray together as a family. But like I was there, but I wasn't presently there. Like I was just like physically there, but not mentally there during those prayer times. And then I remember one time I was working at McDonald's, uh, one of the best jobs I ever had. Um, I was working there. I had a shift. And then um, I get a, I go back on my break and I check my phone. And I had uh, three missed calls from my mom, hmm. like four missed calls from my sister. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? Like, yeah. what's going on? So my heart is like shaking. So I like asked my manager, can I just take this phone call? So I go, I answer the phone and... Um, it's my sister and she's like freaking out. She's like, Peter, I can't explain everything right now, but just like 
dad's in the hospital. Like, you need to get here right now. We're wow. leaving. We're about to go to the hospital. And I'm like, what? What is happening? It's like, I can't explain. Just like, meet us at the bus station. And I'm yeah. like, oh, shoot. Like, what is happening? Holy. And so I asked my manager, I'm like, is it okay if I leave? And he was like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Like, take care. Like, let us know what happens. So me and my siblings all meet up at um, this train station. It's called mm-hmm. Chinook Station. And we all take the same bus to like the hospital. Yeah. And on the bus, it's like quiet. Like there's six kids. We're all big personalities. We're very loud people. So whenever we're around each other, we're loud. <laughs> but yeah. this time everyone was quiet, deep in thought. Because like I mentioned, like our dad was working so much that he was covering all the bills, all the other stuff, like wow. so that you didn't have to think, right? So it's like it was hard to think of God as your provider because you had your dad physically there to provide for all of the stuff. Hmm. So like I think all of us just shook something in us. And then also for me as the firstborn son, I was like, What does this mean for me? Like, yeah, you know, am I still gonna get to do what I wanna do? Anyways, we get to the hospital. And they were like scared because there were people that thought like my dad like had glass in his eye. So we're like, okay, what happened? Like no one really knew the full story hmm. until we finally see the nurse. And the nurse comes, sits us all down. And is like, hey, um, your dad had a stroke. Wow. And that was like, whoa. Like just all of a sudden like life stopped. Yeah. And it was like, what? And he's like, um, they're like, yeah, so he's recovering. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, half of his body's paralyzed. Um, and so, um, he's like, yeah. So what did you, the nurse looks at us like, we'll take some of you guys two at a time to go see him. Yeah. Some of my siblings couldn't even see him cause they were like, this is just so hard, like trying to process it. So me mm-hmm. and my older sister went and we go and my dad is known for being strong. Like whatever the thing is, he, he's able to like you know, somehow find the strength to like overcome it. Yeah. So it was different seeing him in the hospital bed being so weak, you know, like laying there, not able to do anything. And I remember he looked at me and his face was like, like, like so numb. And then the other side, he looks at me and he called me my brother's name. He's like, Oh, Oh. Isaac. And and then the the nurse had to correct him. Like, no, 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 this is Peter. And that was really hard for me to kind of be like, Whoa, like, um, so there's just a bunch of little stuff like that. Just seeing your dad in that position, our whole life was like, like literally disrupted and shaken up and we're like, what's going to happen? Um, yeah. Anyways, long story short, after the hospital, we just like all left, we went back home and we, we used to pray as a family every single night, but we had stopped that for a while just because everyone was so busy, tied up in their own things. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the first night in a long time that my mom rallied all six of us. Wow. And he's like, okay, we don't have to be in the same room as dad to pray for him. Yeah. Um, let's just pray right now. And it's almost like we remembered the God like that we learned back in Congo, like mm. the God that was healing people and providing for us. And we're like, okay, we've seen you do yeah. stuff like this. Like... I know it's been a minute. <laughs> I know we haven't talked in a while, but like, this is our dad. And so like people are crying in tears and prayer, mm. like asking God, please heal him. Cause the nurse had told us like, Hey, best case scenario, he walks, but like, he's going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life. Not wow. able to drive. And so that shook a lot of us up. My mom was so strong during the season. I was actually really impressed with that. Like she just had this inc- like insane strength. But like she's like a woman of prayer, you know, so like she mm-hmm. was so confident that God was going to heal him. And she was just like she just went into like full mom mode, just protecting us instead of like caring for herself. Um, 
anyways long story short we get there and we start praying and bro i'm not even lying to you man like we were like yelling at the top of our lungs like just shouting calling wow. god out be yeah. like god you know like you're the, like you can send your word and it can heal him where he is like you've done this before oh we've seen the stories in the bible we, we believe mm-hmm. and it was like it was one of those things where it's like it took so much out of us that like i think that moment was the moment that i realized wow like i missed this yeah like i miss like like talking to god this way like i miss Mm. believing in god to provide for me i miss like i don't know just having this intimacy um and we were so lucky bro because we got to see god um answer those prayers and my dad like within weeks so he recovered from a stroke was able to walk Mm. um his whole like left side was actually able to like move properly wow and then i think a month and a bit later he was able to drive (laughs) which is insane (laughs) yeah Um, like it just the fact that we were there was yeah but it was like such a a tough season for us but during that season i just reflected a lot and i it was like kind of like this moment where i was like i've been running away from god Hmm. in pursuit of all these other things yeah but those things just were just were just making me want more, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so, as a family, we all just did a lot of chatting during that time because we were so much closer and like we had changed so much personality wise, age wise. Like it's been years since we were this tight that we actually didn't realize how full life had gotten. Hmm. And, it, and it took such a scary event to bring us all back together to like that unity, but then also to like who God really was for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that kind of started the the journey the journey back to like intimacy with god you know and not like just like the god of my parents wow yeah so he became your god yeah yeah during that season i felt like he answered like me you know what i mean like it's like it's different because it's like when you pray with your family when you see your parents pray for things you're like wow like and you guys know how to pray <laughs> but then when i started to pray and i saw that god actually like met me where i was it was so different hmm. um yeah and so yeah the next couple years just took like i was at this time i was what in grade 12 uh, my last year of school so the next two years were a little bit different because most of my friends went to college and university and i didn't um because i just didn't know what i wanted to do um growing up i always wanted to be a pastor um but i just saw the bad side of pastoring um more than i saw the good side of it yeah and you saw that from somebody like in your family or in your hometown yeah so hometown uh my dad was actually a pastor okay um growing up in in congo and so seeing him as a pastor didn't want i didn't want to be a pastor um and then also when we moved to canada seeing the pastors here i just felt like they were just kind of i don't know like i was like oh that's cool but like I guess comparison gets in there, you know, yeah. like comparison just kind of like, I always feel like when you compare, you just don't win. And so just looking at them back, like, oh, they could do that. I can never do that. Hmm. They, they could speak to people like that. They could organize stuff like that. Like I'm not nearly as smart. Yeah. And so I like, I almost kind of pushed it away. But one of the biggest things was like, like I mentioned to you, like I just had this big desire to want to be rich. <laughs> like yeah. I, I want my parents to retire early. <laughs> yeah, you want to provide. I, I want to provide, you know, like it, it, especially when you come from a place where you don't have a lot and you taste like what it's like to like if you work hard you can have more Hmm. my biggest thing was like i want to be rich like if i take business if i take the career that has the most i can do that i remember one of my friends ian he was in supply and chain management i think okay interesting he's he's like dude starting is like 70k (laughs) and i'm like okay let's that's the that's the path like Mm -hmm. let's pursue that 
Um, so it took that season of my dad going through that for me to like sit there and reflect on my life and be like, okay, is this what I want to do? Hmm. Like, is this actually what I want to pursue? Um, and so there was a lot of stuff that happened. And that's all like even that journey of me, like God breaking down those walls of why I don't want to be a pastor was also like such yeah. a cool experience too. Hmm. Yeah. So there, there was two years between when your dad had a stroke and when you went to Bible college? Um, three years. Three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. So in those three years, um, a lot happened. So the first thing I think that like I, I'm trying to remember is most of my friends go to university and I don't. And it yeah. was kind of hard. Um, you stay old? Yeah. Like stayed working stay. at McDonald's? Yeah. I'm still working yeah. at McDonald's. They're out there and they come back winters and they come back in the summers and they tell me all these experiences they're having. Mm. And you kind of feel like your life is not moving forward and everyone else's. Yeah. And so that was kind of tough for me. And then so I, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the school and I'm going to try to get into a business program and I'm going to try to like get that degree. Uh, but while I was there, like I just was not doing good in those classes. Just like, I think I failed like accounting twice. <laughs> oh, shoot. I know. And there's like my friends were trying to help me. I had a mentor and everything and it still didn't work out. Um, I just had, didn't have a passion for it. I just had mm-hmm. like a desire to be successful, but I didn't have the, the passion to actually like do the work. Yeah. And it wasn't until um, one of like a close mentor and friend, his name is James Clarence. He invited me to go on a trip with them to Portland. So they were going to like him. So James, uh, Jeremiah and Sebastian, um, hmm. good friends of mine. Um, they, they were going to go check out Bible colleges in Portland and Summit, uh, which is in Vancouver. And so we're, we're in Calgary at the time. And they like, they, they tell me, do you want to come? I'm like, I don't really want to go to Bible college, but. I heard you guys going to a basketball game and the Hillsong yeah. concert. <laughs> so I'll come. That's sick. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to see Steph Curry. And so we drove down to Portland and I'm the whole time. The only reason I'm here is just because I want to go to watch the game. Yeah. And so we get there and I'm not even lying to you, man. Like there was so many things that happened that trip. I think it was like a, it was like a six or seven day trip where like people, God had spoken to them to tell me something specifically. Wow. And like just the, people in the group or outside of the group, both, wow. both. Like it was like, um, like obviously the three of them, like James, Jer, and, and Sebastian, were constantly being like, "Dude, are you sure you don't want to do this? Like yeah. you, you know, like I feel like you're called. I feel like you have these mm-hmm. giftings." And I'm like, "I don't know. It's not really for me. It's for you guys. Like you guys are way better at it than I am." Yeah. Um, we get there. James's mother-in-law, who has like a prophetic um, gifting, mm-hmm. um, she just kind of like looked at me. She's like, "Hey, I don't know what it is that you're running away from God, but." I think he wants to speak to you this trip. Wow. And I was like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> you, whatever. You're very kind, but I'm good. Like, I want to go back and do my own thing. Hmm. Um, and then we actually went to um, a service, a church service, by one of my favorite preachers. His name is Judah Smith. Okay. And back then it was called City Church, I think. Uh, now it's called Church Home. So we sit in the service, and literally the service was it was on Mother's Day. I remember this it was a Mother's Day. And Judah's like, hey, I was going to preach a Mother's Day sermon. But today I felt like God was interrupting me to preach a sermon that's completely different. Hmm. And the sermon was based on um, running away from your calling. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, I couldn't classic. make this up. Yeah. And like literally it was like the passage where Jesus is walking and like uh, these three people are like, Jesus, I want to follow you. And Jesus is like, if you want to follow me, like, you know, foxes have holes, you know, birds have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to live. Mm. And it's like the thing that I was most insecure about doing ministry was like having that safety, the cushion. It's like, God, if I, if I do ministry, I'm not going to be rich. I'm not going to provide for my family. I'm not going to yeah. help. 
And then the next one is like, oh, I want to follow you, but like, I have to go bury my father. And then wow. Jesus says like, let the dead bury them, the dead. And obviously Jesus is not saying like, ignore that stuff. But yeah. what you're trying to say is that like, hey, like to you can't put caring for your family over like caring for me. And hmm. it was all these things that like, I was like, I wanted to work hard to protect my family. Like my dad wasn't fully, fully healthy. He was healthy, but he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be rich for my own self. So like, um, I was worried that I'm not good enough. And during that message, bro, like I, I watched that message occasionally and I just felt like he was speaking directly to me. Wow. <laughs> like it was one of those moments, like and anyone that like believes in God has had that moment with God. Like, you know, those moments where God speaks directly to you through like a scenario that you never expect. Yeah. Um, and then we make our way to uh, Summit Bible College just okay. to check it out. Back um, up into Canada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back up to Canada. Um and then we check out the school and I was like, I don't know if I want to be here. And the campus pastors at the time, like we sat down with them and we start talking and they tell us the story of how like, they're like, Hey, like we literally had nothing. Like mm-hmm. we had moments where we just ate rice and salsa <laughs> Yep. And, and that's all we had. And God still made ways. Uh, yeah. And they're like, we had days where like someone would just gift us a bike um, <laughs> out of nowhere. And we use that to get around. And he's like, but one thing that we can say is answering the call of God, like we've seen him answer and protect us. And it almost brought it back to kind of like my growing up in Congo where life was great. Hmm. We didn't have anything to compare it to. Right. Yeah. Um, and we saw him provide in so many ways that like, all we cared about was just being close to God and not like the things that we had. Yeah. And so it was like it was such a good week for me to kind of reflect on like what am I doing like what am I actually like like why am I running away from being a pastor you know mm. like all these things that I'm worried about like instead of actually just tr- choosing to like follow God specifically yeah um yeah and so when I went back home after that trip like I just kind of like I dropped out of school <laughs> um told my parents I'm gonna save up and I'm gonna go to a Bible college and I'm gonna try to trust God in this well, and. Cole, I'm not even lying to you. That was going to summit was the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, a little shout out right here. <laughs> a little shout out. Uh, that Bible college has just changed my life. Hmm. Um, I learned so much about myself, about my insecurities, about the things that I was putting value in. I yeah. learned so much more about who God is. Because I think that like you can experience God and you think you know him. Hmm. But when you actually take time to study him, like you actually get to see layers and like different ways that he actually like works you know and who he really is that like you have no other way to express your like gratitude towards him you Mm. know and so i stopped seeing god as like this guy that's just gonna give me what i need (laughs) um and just try to pursue like a relationship with him um and then that's what i just i grew my passion for like wanting to be a pastor Mm. wanting to teach wanting to i remember like being inspired so much by what judah smith did for me during that time that like i was like I want to learn how to communicate well yeah so that like because i'm sure there's someone on the other side that's probably going through the same thing Mm -hmm. that's questioning what the next step is for them and like i want to like do i want to learn how to communicate well that i can show people like who god is and what his purpose is for their lives yeah so i was really motivated by that um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you want to give to others what you needed Mm -hmm. yeah 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 like i just it just it was such a big thing on my heart at that moment. Um, yeah. And then also like, there's just a lot of heart stuff that God did in my life, you know, hmm. like there's just so much good things. Like I remember studying the book of first Samuel and just like seeing 
you know, the different people that God had with Eli and Samuel and Saul and David. Mm. And I feel like there were so many things in my life that I had made, like, I hadn't, I was pursuing God in a different way. Like yeah. I was pursuing God because he would protect me. He'd provide for me. Mm. I was pursuing him because he would give me this. And in those moments, I felt like while I was at Bible college, I actually got to learn God for myself and be like, okay, I actually want to like have a relationship with you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like it was, it was, it was really cool. It was really cool. Hmm. What's, um, what's some advice you'd give to somebody wanting to do that, you know, to build a relationship with God? Because right. it's hard to not be like, I want to go to Bible college mm-hmm. to get into this certain ministry, you yeah. know, like to, to see God as a means to an end. Yeah. So what was what were some things that you learned through mm. that and you would perhaps convey to somebody else yeah. in the same walk? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. And I'm trying to learn how to, like, communicate that well because I would love to share that with a lot of people. I think, like, there's kind of two ways that I'm thinking about. Like, there's, there's different ways that we come to learn God. There's a scenario that I had where you go through something in your life and you have nowhere else to look to but yeah. like him, you know, like, and, and God is funny in that sense. Cause some of us were too prideful and we're too, we use our minds kind of block us from connecting with him that mm. like, I think we'll, we'll need moments like that. We'll need for life to be rock bottom for us to like, look to him and be like, okay, if you're really real, like show me, cause I have nowhere else to turn to. Yeah. Um, and there's just other moments where it's like, yeah, we're open to it, but we just don't know. Um, I think the best advice I can give is, if he is who he says he is, then he's evident in your life. Hmm. And so just kind of like, what does it look like for you to be attentive to that? Like to look for that. Um, whether you're like searching or curious about it. Like, I think that like a lot of us, we put so much trust in, um, like so many other things, Hmm. but we're not willing to trust in God. You know, like we're willing, we have so much faith in like the bus driver, our girlfriends, (laughs) you know, all this other stuff. But, We don't want to take a chance on like possibly like the creator of heaven and earth, you know? Mm. And so I would say like, give him a chance. Like if, if this is like, if you're curious about faith, like the best thing I would say is like, give him a chance. Uh, But if you do have a relationship with God, like I would say, just try to look for ways that he's present in your life Mm. because sometimes that's how it starts. Um, Like I know from what I learned in school was they do this exercise with um, like couples. Yeah. They'll make them write down all the good things that they like about each other. <laughs> okay. They make a list of like yeah. 10 things that you like about these people. And when you're really mad at someone, it's hard to even write down like two. <laughs> um, but then once you start writing it, your heart starts to soften and you start to actually see the person for who they are and why you fell in love with them. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we're just too angry at God because we have all these expectations that didn't go our way. Hmm. Um, and we have all these... Um, yeah, just like hopes and dreams that we created for ourselves and we wanted him to fulfill. Yeah. And we just kind of need to go back to that moment and be like, okay, who is he? Like, mm. where is he evident in my life? Okay, I have food. That's that's when. How did I get this job? You know, I have friends. You know, I, I'm healthy. <laughs> like, mm. just the simple basic stuff. You start doing that and next thing you know is you build up to like, okay, like, look where I am in life. And I couldn't have got this on my own. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, recognizing him in the everyday day, I think that would be the biggest thing that I've learned mm. to seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. How has that changed in marriage for you? seeing god yeah oh man that's a great question 
Um, I'm like three months into marriage, so I'm like learning a lot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, I would say it's very true that um, what people say that marriage is, is is not just to make you happy, but to make you holy. Mm. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of like times where Megan and I just get into a fight um, and those fights just reveal the selfishness that I have or like who I am as a person and like um, just the desire to kind of want to do things my own way. Um, I heard someone say that like, that's why God created male and female is because he wants like just male enough is not enough to show who he really is and female. So he he needed both of us to show like even a glimpse of who he is. And we get to Mm. see who God is in both Megan and I. And so, um, honestly, some practical stuff is just like forgiving. Like you mm. think forgiving would be so easy, but it's actually so hard. It's very <laughs> um, hard. It's really, really hard. And then it's so hard to forgive even the little stuff. And then the big stuff, it's even harder because I'm, I'm so dead. Like Megan, Megan's really sweet. Like we have a fight or something happens, like she forgives instantly and it's mm. over. I need like a full 24 hours. <laughs> I need to go for a walk. Yeah. I need to like Blow journal. Yeah, I need to go play a different sport and then come back and like she needs to do two things. To, you know what I mean? So it's like it made me realize more of like my relationship with God because it's like he constantly forgives me when mm-hmm. I'm like like completely like going against him or disobeying him. Yeah. And so marriage just showed me a lot of like my relationship with God because sometimes, as especially as a Christian, we get so accustomed to like, praying for forgiveness to God and believing that he forgives us because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. But we forget how hard it is to forgive, you know, yeah. like, and, and he, like, so that's, that's been blowing my mind. It's just like how quick he is to forgive compared to like us, you know, it's like something happens and it takes me forever to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. So marriage taught me a lot, like way more than like we probably have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Even yeah. just in three months of marriage, there's so much that you learn. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really cool. Even like that, the whole aspect of like friendship. Yeah. Um, it's been really neat to have. It's like, there's a different level of in- friendship that comes with like that intimacy of marriage. Um, and so us kind of pushing each other to be closer to God, to have a friendship with them, you know, mm-hmm. just the same way that we're experiencing in our relationship. So, yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's cool yeah that's cool one um one of the things that came up a lot when you were just sharing a little bit about where you came from and stuff before you got to bible college mm-hmm. um you talked a lot about prayer mm. how like what does prayer look like in your life now mm. kind of in because you had you know prayed every day in the congo and then mm-hmm. it kind of fizzled out and you found the lord again going to bible college and yeah is prayer just as strong now as it was for you in the Congo? Um, not in this current season. Mm-hmm. I would say I don't think it's as strong as it used to be. Um, but it's good to remember kind of like, oh, man, like it could be. Because so we grew up in like my parents, they talk to God like they're like tight, you know, like mm-hmm. they it's like it's like that African mom where she's like yelling and casting out demons and like praising God and yeah. like we pray for two hours, bro. <laughs> like it's like and she needs a song to warm up. So she's mm-hmm. like, we start prayer, she'll put a song, we have to like connect. It's almost kinda like connecting your phone to Bluetooth. Yeah. Where it's like my mom's like, We need to like we need to align our hearts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, this is taking forever. Like but like as a kid, like you're sitting there and you're like, Oh my goodness, what's happening? Yeah. Um yeah, so like my parents seeing them pray was so interesting because I was like, wow, like you guys know how to pray. 
And I think it discouraged my prayer life because I was like, I can't pray like that, so I'm not going to pray. Hmm. Um, and it took a while for me to learn that prayer was just talking to God. Yeah. Um, and just having that relationship with him. Um, and so I think I approached that, okay, if it's just talking to God, then I want to talk to God. And so I just started practicing that. Hmm. Um, but also, in some sense, it did make my prayer life weaker because when you think of it as just talking to God, you kind of like, sometimes you don't want to talk to God. Yeah. And I think that's okay. But then when you remember the prayer is not just talking to God, but it's also like a weapon that he's given us. Yeah. Um, then it's so different because some season you are in the talking mood and you just want to tell God what's going on in your life. Some season you do need to go after things and like petition mm-hmm. and ask God to like bless certain things or come down. And sometimes you need to ask for repentance and that kind of stuff. And you, prayer can be like a way of you coming closer to God. Um, so building a prayer life has been, it's looked different in every season. I think right now, it's more been like a petition. Like mm. it's been like, like, like you mentioned, like I'm a youth pastor. And so prayer has kind of been like asking God to like do something in our youth ministry and yeah. touch the kids that are in our youth group. And, um, you hear about their lives and what they're going through and you're like, God, please. Like, I know you could do it. For, you did it for me. Like you could do mm. it for them too. Yeah. Um, it's been in that sense. It's been asking him for, for strength, uh, ministry, like, doing there's a lot of days where i'm like man i love my job and i can't believe i get to do this hmm. and there's a lot of days where i'm like hmm what else could i do <laughs> you know <laughs> like if i was to leave how bad would it be yeah. <laughs> you know like so um it's just prayer it's just prayer that connects me to be like peter you're just having a bad day like, yeah it's okay <laughs> hmm. and it's god just giving me strength to like when i actually wouldn't even have the strength so yeah yeah how my prayer life is looking like this season um not great, honestly. Um, mm. Not 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 great because um, sometimes I think I get so busy doing God's work that I forget to connect with God. Yeah, and so I think that's a very common problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, it helps that I have a reference to know, like, hey, like I know that this is this is this is not this is not healthy for me. Yeah. I know that like I've experienced more. I've experienced God. I can Mm -hmm. definitely like reach for more. So um, just trying to find little ways to do that. So like some practical ways that I try to do that is like just simply on a drive, play music and then like pray for certain things. Um, A pastor that actually inspired me is Rajesh. He works at our Mm -hmm. church. Yeah. He prays every single time he gets in the office. Yeah. And I noticed that and it caught my attention. I was like, wait a second, what? Hmm. Like every time he gets in the office, first thing he does is like he spends like two minutes just to thank God that he made it to the office. Well. (laughs) <laughs> and so so simple yeah, yeah you know and it's like and i think that's kind of what it is it's like it made me realize it's kind of like that conversation that i dread because i'm in i live in bc right now my friends are in alberta and sometimes talking to them we decide to push off the phone call because it's like it's gonna take like 45 minutes an hour to talk and catch up right hmm. but what if it was like a five minute talk to be like hey how are you doing how's this whatever it is it yeah. makes it a lot easier and so with prayer I've, i'm taking that approach of being like okay maybe I don't need to pray for 35 minutes with like, you know, Bethel soaking in the background and a Bible passage beside me. Like maybe it's just like inviting God into like this moment in the car, Mm. you know, and then that starts to light something inside of me. Then I want to pray for longer. Yeah. 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 One of the best pieces of pieces of advice that I've ever been given was just pray as you can. Wow. It's not, um, not pray as others have or pray as others can, but just simply pray as you can. If you're in the car, yeah you know pray for a couple minutes between songs shut off the radio for as long as you can keep your thoughts focused and yeah so it's cool to hear that even you know 
that for you mm-hmm. has been huge. And thanks for sharing about the season you're going through. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, of and course. I, w- I want to respect your time. I know you've got a soccer game to get to. I <laughs> already kept you over a little bit. But no, that's uh, <laughs> all good. That's all good. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show um, yeah. and for just sharing and, and being honest and inviting us into that season and showing the ways that God's been glorified in your life. Mm. Yeah. It's been very encouraging. So, yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Well, maybe once a year. We'll see. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, thank you.